Well, good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. And our top story today, long-term care. Here's how to plan ahead. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Phil Snyder is a senior vice president of the Warner Companies. And I should say, full disclosure, he's also my father. Phil, dad, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Oh, good morning, Jeff. Happy to be here again. So I, I thought what we would do, last time we talked about life insurance, again, very important part of the financial planning picture, but I want to talk more specifically, specifically excuse me, around long-term care, but getting it from the insurance perspective, there's a lot of people out there who are caregiving, they're taking care of loved ones. What's your perspective on long-term care? How do we find the resources, both physically and also financially, to take care of this very growing problem. Okay, well, uh, th this is clearly a, a, a social issue uh, in our country today, and and it's a big issue, and people are talking about it. People from all walks of life and all economic strata, how do I deal with the, the likely, if not uh, certainty, that I may require care for myself or provide care for other people at some point in time in the future? There are Let's set aside insurance for the moment, and let's just talk in general about resources available to people to help them plan, because this is a planning issue more so, I would think, than an insurance issue. I think insurance evolves as a result of the plan. So I think the first thing you want to do is figure out what pull together the family, the entire family to the extent you can, and talk through these issues. Um, as they relate to perhaps uh, an older generation or my current generation, um, how are we gonna deal with this issue of care, providing care for people who uh, need standby assistance uh, for things like uh, uh, bathing, eating, dressing, uh, continence issues, uh, transferring issues, moving from, from a wheelchair to a bed or vice versa all those kinds of issues, none of which are typically covered by medical insurance. And that's the first realization. Many people are not aware that these kinds of uh, services that are required to care for people are not covered by medical insurance. And, and let, me just, let me just follow up on that. And, and, and I wanna pick that apart and unpack that in a second. What age, do, so you know, you're in your, I don't wanna give away your age, but you're in your seventies. I'm 50. I'm not afraid of, of my age. I know you're not either. But when do you start these conversations? Do you start it when you're in your 40s? I mean, it, what's, the, what's the rule of thumb? Because we're living longer. Let's face it. So what do you, I guess the earlier, the better? Well, yeah, I, I don't know that there's a, a too early or too late a time. Uh, late is worse than early, of course, because you may not have adequate resources available and less time to accumulate resources to meet those, those potential needs. So I don't think there's an ideal age. I think someone your age could begin to give serious thought to what's my future going to look like? Who's going to be there to help me? What services in the community may be available to me? 
what's my financial position likely to be in the future as I plan ahead, uh, post-retirement, most likely when these needs will occur. So I don't, I don't know that there's necessarily an age too young, um, but certainly someone in your age category, 50-ish and above, should be giving thought to this at this point in time. Even though, excuse me, one more point, even those who haven't planned should be giving thought to this is at this point in time. What resources do I have on hand? What family resources might I be able to access and what community resources may be available to me? So yeah, really good, really good point. Let's talk now about Medicaid and Medicare. Do these you because you mentioned you mentioned that insurers to so the, the for the for-profit or the private sector doesn't typically pay for this long-term care. Um, what about we all pay into Medicare. We all, I think, pay into Medicaid, or at least through our taxation. Do any of those services cover what we're talking about today, which is caregiving, taking care of somebody who can't take care of themselves? Uh, Medicare, which everyone post-65 would be um, uh, certainly enrolled in, um, it does pay for those services, but very to a very limited extent. Very limited. Um, some some services are covered while hospitalized some services um, skilled nursing services for example may be covered for a very short period of time post discharge from a hospital but you can't really look to medicare as a long-term source to pay for custodial care because it's not designed for that purpose medicaid is a program that's essentially available through the states with federal subsidy to provide for those who don't have the resources to provide for themselves. Um, and there are there are available programs to buy covered for those people through partnership types of programs um, where they can at least gain some coverage um, and still retain some of the assets that, that they might lose if they went directly on Medicaid to help pay for care. Uh, houses, uh, uh, home furnishings to a limited degree, um, automobiles and things of that nature, which typically for Medicaid, you probably wouldn't have any of those assets remaining if you went on full Medicaid. So there are programs available for those people and, as well. And, and let's talk a little bit about uh, the other alternatives are your personal savings. So that would be your, your 401k, your retirement, any cash you have on hand. And also, I think there there's something called long-term care insurance that you can purchase. And, and let's just take, I want to focus on the long-term care insurance for the remainder of the conversation because so many Americans are just barely hanging on when it comes to saving for retirement. Let's talk about long-term care policy. What do we, before we go to a commercial break, just, just tell us a little bit about the policy and some of the, the, the attributes of it. Okay, so there are essentially at least three ways, maybe more, to buy some form of long-term care insurance. Historically and most typically, and what I myself have, is a freestanding, what I would call, traditional long-term care policy. That's a policy that I bought many, many years ago. I'm still paying on it. I will pay on it until I either use it or die having not used it. Um, but it provides, in my case, reimbursement expenses or reimbursement benefits for expenses incurred on a month-to-month -month basis. Expenses for, as I enumerated earlier, uh, specific custodial type care. Uh, there, there are 
uh, six activities of daily living that are defined in most qualified long-term care policies themselves and uh, required standby assistance with any two of those six, whether the, the need for it is medically uh, induced or whether it's cognitively induced. For example, we think in terms of Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia that may disable people to the point where they need assistance. Those types of benefits are provided under a long-term care policy that provides typically reimbursement. You incur the expense and then the insurance company reimburses you for the outlay. There are limits in those policies. Um, if you want me to go on, they, they, I can go on with them or you want me to well, hold them? Well, I wanna, let's hold up for a second because I need to, we gotta pay with sponsors. So, so we're gonna take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about long-term care planning you're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. 
Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The Tax Relief Line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Dad, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two. You're welcome, Jeff. My pleasure. Yeah, this is this is fun, um, and, and it really gets. I think it's really thought provoking, not just for you and I because we're having the conversation, but also for so many. And so many people are dealing with aging. We're dealing with an aging society, so it's really important that we unpack this and tackle this. And we know that you cannot talk about this issue in just twenty to twenty five minutes. This is something we're going to have to do ongoing, and people are going to have to do some research about this as well. Uh, just before we get we go back to long term care insurance. Uh, what about if I go on Social Security and disability? Does this give me any access to any of these types of benefits? So say I or my spouse become disabled, would I have access to any of this type of benefit? To my knowledge, if you do, they'd be very, very limited. I mean, you can collect your disability benefits, but that's because you're unable to work, right? As right. opposed to being cognitively impaired where you really can't care for yourself on a daily basis and you need help. So I don't... Frankly, I don't know all the ins and outs of what Social Security may or may not provide, but at the same time, it seems to me they'd be at best limited if, if available at all. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the strains. You mentioned Medicare, Medicaid. I'm already thinking about the strains on that system. My, my just basic layperson's knowledge tells me there's not going to be much there. All right, let's, let's pivot back to the private insurance market. And, and I want to ask you, just generally speaking, are the insurers prepared for the if people were to uh, buy long-term care policies and pay whatever the premium is, are the insurance companies prepared to deal with that level of volume? Just knowing that people of my generation, people of your generation, we're getting older. And I think the, 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 the percentage of people older versus younger significantly increasing. So from a capacity perspective, are insurance providers able to deal with this capacity? Well, let me, let me answer your question uh, in two parts. Uh, when I bought my policy, which was at the front end of insurance companies jumping into this market, um, the products, as it turns out, were greatly underpriced. The assumptions used in pricing those products um, in terms of investment return on the insurance company, frequency of claims, things like assumed lapse ratios that would never result in a claim were greatly, greatly uh, miscalculated. And so on my own standpoint, over the 25 plus years I've had my policy, um, I've seen the rate double over that period of time. And so it's likely the rates will continue to go up on those, I'll call them old traditional policies. The newer generation of policies that's being uh, offered today from very few carriers, I might add, a number of carriers have dropped completely out of that marketplace uh, who were available previously. But in today's marketplace, there are very few carriers that offer that product 
I think there's greater price stability uh, due to regulatory modifications, um, due to more appropriate calculating as to claims and lapse ratios and investment returns and all the things that affect pricing. So I think there's probably a greater likelihood of very modest increases in the future, um, but none of those products that are being marketed as what I'll call freestanding or traditional long-term care policies guarantee a fixed premium uh, throughout the duration of the policy. One alternative, there are one or maybe two carriers that offer limited pay plans where you can pay premiums over a finite period of time, say 10 years, and never have to pay again and all that's guaranteed. But those are few and far between. So if that addresses your question adequately, hopefully it does. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm not an expert in, in managing uh, the, the general account of a insurance company. I would think that given today's investment returns and all the things that these insurance companies are liable for, liable in the sense that they're, they have to pay out benefits, makes it a very difficult investment environment, especially when you have rising rates and um, you know, the market returns where they under 8%, under whatever, not even 6%. They're expensive. I don't mean to cut you off, but... They are, they were very inexpensive. But my policy today, even with its increase, is way below market rates today. Market rates have soared to buy these types of products, so they're not inexpensive. Um, and, and where do you buy? Where do you buy a product like this? I mean, do you go directly? Do you buy it through a, a financial advisor, um, someone like yourself, an insurance provider, or do you go directly to, say, like a John Hancock? I don't know the carriers i'm just picking them out um just it was just a random they're not a sponsor they're not a sponsor on the on the network they could be if they want but but do i just or do i go direct or do i have to go through a third party like yourself well i i i, I doubt that an insurance company i don't know of any major insurance companies that would sell the product directly to you so you'd have to ultimately involve someone because all these products have embedded compensation that's paid to the broker or agent or whomever um but I think the conversation then becomes broader in terms of product availability, um, because the marketplace for, for freestanding traditional long-term care has really gotten smaller as the insurance industry has introduced new products, products that combine, <clears throat> excuse me, life insurance with long-term care benefits. And so those products have gained greater favor because they're not inexpensive. In fact, in most cases, equivalent long-term care benefits will cost more under those types of products than under the traditional approach. On the other hand, there's a certainty with those products that a benefit's gonna get paid because everyone is gonna die. So even if in fact, you don't collect long-term care benefits or you collect a very low level of long-term care benefits and then subsequently pass away, somebody's gonna derive a benefit that's not true under traditional long-term care policies. They're kind of use it or lose it. So you will want to, just to finish the thought, you will, you will want to find a broker, I think more so than an agent, because an agent typically represents a company. You mm -hmm. will want to find a broker who's aware of the marketplace, who can, who can do comparisons of products for you, who can explain them and address your questions, who's not in a hurry to make a sale, who's more willing to invest his or her time to be helpful in the planning process and do a comparison of those products. So your buying choice is, is, is more sound. Yeah. And you, you, 
Yeah, you answered my question about it's use it or lose it. So if you pass on, you can't transfer this to, an, you know, like you could a 529 plan or a 401k. It doesn't kind of flow through because different person, different lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. Uh, last question. We've got about a minute and a half left, I'm being, I'm being told. Uh, taxation. Let's talk about taxes for a second. You're paying with after-tax benefits. Um, is it like a life insurance policy where benefits come out? And you don't pay taxation or, or, you know, do you have to pay taxes on a benefit like this? So if I start using this policy and I start submitting a benefit, you know, submitting statements to pay for care, do I have to pay taxes on when I, when I take that money out? Um, that's a complicated question and I'm not going to offer tax. Oh, we're not going to, then we're not going to have a minute. We only got a minute however, and a half left. So. Let me give you a general answer. Sure. Generally yeah. speaking for what's known as tax qualified long-term care policies or benefits, the benefits are received income tax free. So if I incur expenses, um, the current threshold for those expenses is a little under 13,000 a month. So up to 13,000 a month can be paid to me under one of these policies, me or, or my policy owner, um, up to thir- I, I can take that money and, and use it to pay for expenses. You have, to, you have to qualify, these have to be qualifying expenses and use it on a tax-free basis. And let, pay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish your thought. Well, there, there are other incentives and help from within the tax code for people to pay for long-term care insurance. That opens up a half an hour discussion, which we don't have, for, have time for now. But there are ways to have the government help you through some level of tax relief or, or availability of, let's say, an HSA, a health savings account plan to help pay for some of these coverages. Yeah. Uh, last question, yes, no, or maybe. Uh, can you get long-term care insurance through an employer like you can life insurance or other benefits? Yeah, you can. There are plans available. They're limited in scope in terms of the maximum amount of benefit you can buy, but there are plans available. Uh, I'm working with someone now who's... Um, whose wife is covered by the state of Tennessee's long-term care plan, for example. So we have to figure out, well, how does that plan blend into the overall conversation before we begin adding additional coverage? So the answer is there are limited availability of such plans. Yeah, well, that may be an alternative. Well, Dad, we're going to have to leave it there. I wish we had more time. But you know what? This is something that we're going to cover regularly on the network, and we'll probably do it again with you, Dad. Great seeing you, as always. And look, I hope to make it back to Baltimore sometime in the very near future, maybe around my birthday. Good seeing you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again. All right, I hope it was helpful. Bye now. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in an all-in-one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN AM. We'll have another set of special guests. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic 
on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.